This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Meanwhile, John Oliver, uh, 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 over the weekend, latest episode of his brilliant uh, HBO satirical news comedy show. Patty was very upset about Brexit last week. Very upset. I uh, did not Brexit. want that to happen. He had absolutely no argument to to back. I mean, his arguments were horrible. Um, I like the, the my favorite uh, tweet probably on on Brexit uh, overall mm-hmm. came from. Uh, let's see, where is he? Um, Andy Levy. Do you know who he is? I, he's, no. He's, I don't know who he is either. But I've, I've read, I, he's, he's retweeted a lot, and, uh, and it seems to be pretty funny. Um, but anyway, he says he r- really felt like Brexit wouldn't have happened if there was a British version of John Oliver, um, which, shockingly, there is. And I think uh, he's right. He is uh, British. Yes. So... Uh, I love this because he here's a guy who made this... No one really... I mean, look, we followed it because we're news junkies. There are a few people who... Followed Brexit a little bit, um, and, but again, even here, it wasn't that big of a story until the vote was coming up that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Oliver made it his big thing. You know, no one in his audience had even thought about it or knew about it. Uh, made it this big story, and then it gets defeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's pissed off about it apparently, and went off uh, this this week. Let's watch. Oh, we can't watch because John Oliver. Well, there's no video of his show. <laughs> Not There's no video of John Oliver. I mean, it show? is. A sh- it's a television show. But well, we don't have the it's not. It's. Like all it's the other uh, I'm pretty sure it's pounded out into stone tablets and distributed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Distributed to people on tablets, and we're we're waiting for the tablets to arrive here, and then we can show them to you. Yes. Yeah, so there oh, you wow. go. So at some point we will have a video. <laughs> Big stone tablets. Uh, he doesn't like. Um, doesn't like uh, David Cameron. Which who he called Which a is, bad name is weird because he Cameron called him supported. a pig effer. Yes. Now, I, Cameron supported staying. Yeah. But I guess from what so, I understand, and again, I don't know this. I, I don't know British politics. Their system is ridiculous. Yeah, it me. is. It's weird. However, uh, they basically said Cameron was the one who allowed the vote. Yes. He didn't have to allow them to vote. It's like that's not <clears throat> so. Cameron's a bad guy for allowing the people democracy? to actually make a decision. Yeah, we, these people who love they, democracy, oh, like every other topic. Democracy is all they talk about. Right, they love it. But democracy, one, democracy, social justice, and democracy are the two things they love the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, when you actually let democracy rule, uh, then you have a problem with it if it comes out against you. Right. So. I mean, I, I don't understand this whole thing against uh, self-determination. How could you possibly be against that? How does that make you a xenophobe if you want say in your own future? If you don't want all the decisions coming out, or many of the decisions, or any decisions mm-hmm. about what you have to do and what you have to abide by and the, the laws that you uh, have imposed on you and the regulations that you have imposed on you if they're coming from brussels rather than london are you kidding me hey, just, and i'm pissed off about that that makes me a xenophobe i, mean, I don't even like it in the united states i, I, I don't like either. decisions made by my state <laughs> or my local uh, area rather than the federal government um you know uh, can you imagine uh if if they were coming from mexico city let's say we're part of a north american union 
and He's been proposed many times. And, and and what happens is we we've decided because you know America is too American, and so the headquarters certainly can't be here, can't be in Washington. We already we're already too powerful. We're going to make the headquarters of the North American Union Mexico City. Uh, let's make it Belize City. Okay, Belize City. It should be in Belize. City. And you you. You have you, a bunch of <laughs> officials that you send to the North American Union Parliament. Uh, maybe you have a, a good representation of Americans, but you also have, uh, outnumbering the Americans there, all kinds of Mexicans and Hondurans and Brazilians Costa and Canadians Ricans. and Costa Ricans mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they Brazilian. vote against the interests of the United States. You know they would do it every Time, even if you had good representation from yeah, Americans, sure. they'd be outvoted by everybody else. That's what's happening in Britain. So they're outvoted. So then now they say that we have to have these egregious restrictions on, uh, on automobile travel. We're causing too many carbon emissions. And so instead of driving to work now, you can only do that three days a week. How would you like? I mean, uh, that kind of stuff could happen. It could absolutely happen, and that's the kind of thing that's going on in Britain. And they're frankly sick to death of it. It essentially boils down to um, no taxation without representation. They're being taxed on things. They're getting uh, restrict. They're getting all of these uh, restrictive regulations on things, and they don't have proper representation. They've got a few guys, but they're outnumbered. I mean, it's it's almost like the American Revolution all all over again, just for Britain. And they didn't like it. And they voted to end it. I mean, who, how can you blame a, a people like that? It, it's crazy. I, I, mean, I really it's absolutely don't. nuts. You know, and again, and you brought this point up uh, <clears throat> off the air, I think, on, uh, on radio, uh, during Radio Pat. But it's like, it's such a good point. This is something that's like, it's brand new. It's not like this. It's like not like saying, well, we've been in the European Union since 1810. And now right. all of a sudden they, it's 1993. They started this. Yeah. Uh, and Marissa, I mean, even in its current form until much after that, um, this yeah, is, it took a long time. It took a long time for countries <clears throat> to join and everything else. Like, I mean, and I get that that the left wants it. So anybody who violates it is a bad person. But I mean, uh, you know, who gives a crap what you think? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I mean, they have voted this way in a sense, in a sensible vote. I mean, I, you know, to act as if 52 percent of the United Kingdom is xenophobic is absurd. And everyone knows it's crazy. It's crazy. They're not. I mean, even by the ridiculous standards, um, you know, even being, you know, like trying to say that if you want to even say that conservatives in the United States are xenophobic, if that's your standard, which, of course, for someone like John Oliver, it is even with that standard. The people in the in Great Britain aren't xenophobic, like they're not even to that point. Mm-hmm. They're not even to the point where they, you know, generally favor uh, conservative principles, um, and yeah, and then we'll still vote for Donald Trump. They, they're not even at that point. They're at a point where like they're like, ah, yeah, you know, we're still European and everything, but like we just like to have some more control here so we can make more of our European decisions kind of here. Even though they're still going to seem very European, but won't no, will no longer really technically be European. You know, it's like I, that is not a high standard. The idea that this is crazy, and by the way, several other countries have almost done it. They've can talked about it. Many countries want to do it. You're trying you, now now that the that because really the toughest one I would say to get outside of maybe Germany and France is probably the UK. Now that they got the UK out of it, or at least they're mm-hmm. they're going. It seems like they're going to be out of it. 
Um, there's certainly some pushback on that. Well, it's not really binding. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's not really binding. We could just not do it, right? Um, but if, assuming it does actually happen, you're telling yourself these other countries are not going to come along? I mean, the whole thing might dissolve. And you know what? Good. You know, giant continental unions uh, are not good things. Okay? We have countries with sovereign rules and identities for a reason. This whole pitch that we get all the time, well, cultures are so important. We must have different cultures. Where do you think cultures go after 100 years of a giant union? They all, they all they become, there is no culture. Mm-hmm. Why, there is no Britain. There is no Germany. There is no Spain. I mean, you know, obviously there are cultural differences. In the United States, right? California has a different culture than Texas, obviously. But there's still always been an over, uh, overall general principle uh, where, you know, the United States, you come to the United States, you generally get people are independent. You generally get people, uh, you know, have, you know, uh, the sim- similar principles as others in the country. Now, of course, we have all sorts of people that don't have the same exact ones, but there's a a cultural feeling in the United States. But, you know, that, that, that stuff starts to go away when you just mesh everyone together and make all the rules the same for everyone. This is why we don't like the federal government. We want to keep the different cultures of the states, um, you know, generally speaking. Um, so, I don't know. To me, it is a, uh, it's a no-brainer. I would have voted for it, even if uh, people were saying, well, the Dow might go down 1,000 points. Is that, you know... If the Dow's going to go down a thousand points because a country decides to pull its sovereignty, well, then you know we're all too tied together overall anyway. Uh, and again, this whole we kind of mentioned this on uh, the radio show on Friday, but the idea that Donald Trump had anything to do with this is so ridiculous. Number one, he didn't know what the word Brexit meant like last week. Okay, he I didn't, doubt he still he does today. I, I doubt he does either. He also didn't know who Boris Johnson was, who's the mayor of London, the guy also uh, who, uh, another name for John Oliver, um, yeah, he's the ex-mayor, sorry, of, uh, of, uh, of London. Uh, what did he say? There's a Boris Johnson Shaved quote somewhere. Shaved orangutan. Shaved orangutan. He didn't know who he was. He never even heard. He never, now, again, this is a guy traveling to Scotland in the middle of this. doesn't even know. Uh, who the mayor of London was and the guy leading this moment. Although I would say he's not the leader of the movement. I, I mean, I, you know, at least from our perspective here in the United States, Daniel Hannon has been the guy that we've looked to over and over again for issues like this. He's favored them getting the hell out of the EU for a long time. He argued, it was, we showed the video on this show, fire me, please fire me. I want to get out of the European Union and then I won't have a job and I'll have to deal with it, but fire me. Um, and his, here's his tweet on why he voted. I voted leave because I prefer democracy to oligarchy, liberty to conformity, free trade to protectionism. How in the hell is that movement tied to Donald Trump? I mean, it's not. Voting for free trade instead of protectionism is not a Donald Trump vote. It's the exact thing he's standing against. They have nothing to do with each other. It would be nice if U.S. journalists realized that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, you know, I don't know. Uh, this is one other uh, interesting stat on this um, that you might uh, appreciate. Because a lot of people are saying, well, Trump could do it. Look at Brexit. I mean, you know, the Brexit polls all showed that it was going to lose. And actually, the Brexit polls didn't. Um, this year, 2016. The ones we saw uh, had him ahead. Yeah, Leave was winning. For a while. In fact, Leave won mm-hmm. 49.4%. 
of, mm. of the polls uh, taken in 2016. So about half of the polls uh, leave one. About half of the polls remain one uh, in the uh, polling on, on Brexit. Uh, for Trump, he has won uh, 6.6% <laughs> of the polls since the beginning of the year. So Brexit was winning half. Trump has won 6% of the polls. It's gonna be, uh, so it's, you're saying there's it, a chance. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that is really, yeah, we are talking okay. dumb and dumber level yeah, opportunities definitely. here. No, it's possible. No doubt about it. No uh, doubt about it. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.